0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to Casey Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Breakdown with former Chiefs quarterback Matt Castle and FanDuel TV's Matt Hamilton. The best analysis on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that's available for Chiefs Kingdom. This film-based show will educate, entertain, and inform you each week. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, let's go to Matt for the latest episode of The Breakdown.
2: It's time for a Super Bowl edition of the Breakdown here on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. And Matt, it's been quite a journey all year. The Chiefs get it done, the 38-35, to incredible, stunning, come-from-behind win in Super Bowl 57 to take down the Eagles. What stands out to you most? We've had a few days to digest it now. What stands out to you most from that epic win?
3: I mean, it was an epic win. It was an incredible Super Bowl. Both teams played really well. If you're an offensive minded guy like myself, I thought it was spectacular. I mean, the talent at the quarterback position in particular, Patrick Mahomes obviously winning the Super Bowl MVP on top of the full season MVP. He played out of his mind on that hobbled ankle. Just the toughness that he showed, the composure that he showed, how he got through his reads throughout the course of the day. I mean, just played. Uh, an outstanding game and then you look at Jalen Hurts on the other side I mean uh, he had the one fumble I know everybody wants to talk about that but the guy was remarkable all day long throwing for over 300 yards rushing for over 70 yards four total touchdowns I mean the quarterback play in this game if you like if you like watching the elite quarterbacks in this league, they stepped up and they rose to the occasion. And it just was how the game played out as well. It was so entertaining. You saw the Eagles go ahead at halftime 24-14. And then you knew... The Kansas City Chiefs were back against the wall, but like they've done all season long, they've got a veteran group. They're they're resilient, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and just put drive after drive after drive together. Scored on all four possessions in the second half, and guys stepped up in the biggest moments. The coaching staff, everybody else, and ultimately led to that victory. Man, it was it was a great Super Bowl. But it was right, your hat's got to go off to both teams.
2: It really was special, and um, and I'm so lucky I, I I got to experience it in the building. Um, I sent the moment I knew things were gonna turn, it's it's the third quarter is about to start and I look over at the jumbotron and they have this stat up there that uh teams that have a double digit lead at halftime are twenty six and one in Super Bowl history. And I took a picture of it, I sent it to our producer Tucker. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, once you see that, Mahomes, it's just this is a part of Mahomes DNA. Whenever the odds are stacked against in the boats, that I feel like that's when the best comes out of him and we saw it that entire second half. I mean, you can't it was a perfect second half where well, he threw one incomplete pass, I think, in the entire second half. It was, it was
3: absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was dissecting that defense and he went to the right places of the ball, his movement within the pocket, even with the the hindrance on the ankle from the ankle injury at the end of this First half, you kind of were worried about that, but you knew he's going to come out, and you knew he's going to be the ultimate competitor, like he always did. But it can't be understated the coaching in this game and what took place and transpired, particularly in the second half. In the first half, they go out, they run the ball five times, and then in the second half, they run the ball eighteen times. They actually ran the ball more than they threw the ball in the second half. But they come out out of halftime and they run the ball three straight times. And throughout that series, they were able to have great balance. And we talked about this throughout the the entirety of this year is if this team has balance they take what the defense gives you then they're going to be successful and uh, you have to think philadelphia eagles from a defensive perspective sitting there going andy Reid, patrick mahomes their dna is to go out and throw the football but they did the opposite and then some of the play designs taking advantage of different tendencies i mean just an incredible job by this coaching staff all around
2: yeah. Just the way that they created confusion in this Eagles defense. I mean, this has been a dominant defense all year long. One of the best we've seen in the league and, and the, the use of motion, the use of misdirection, just sowing chaos in that Eagles defensive backfield. And we'll show it as we dig into the tape here, but but I could say, you know, that was, that was the one fun thing about being up, you know, while Kay was eating caviar in her swede and her <laughs> with the big way, I, I was up in the nosebleeds, which again, I'm grateful. I was so grateful to be there, but I actually like it up there because it's given us a live all 22 view of the game, and I was really able to see kind of the adjustments that were going on as the game played out, and also seeing just how confused that Eagles defensive backfield was uh, with everything that the Chiefs were throwing at them. And it's just a hallmark of an Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy offense: the use of motion, use of misdirection. Just constantly keeping you off balance as a defense, and we saw it really come to fruition in the biggest moments of this game.
3: Right, and it's it's that, and in addition to that, it can't be understated the performance by that offensive line. Right, all week long, everybody was talking about that battle of the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs going up against this pass rush for the Philadelphia Eagles, who you know are close to setting records seventy sacks during the regular season. How is that going to all play out? Are they are these Tackle is going to be able to block these bookends that they have that they can get after the passer, and they roast the occasion, man, in such a big way. They did an outstanding job all game long. From what I understand, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was hit five times in this game, but no sacks, and three of, the, and three of those were outside the pocket. It just speaks to how well they did, not only in the interior part of that offensive line, but also at the tackle position. Yeah, and that was something. I was
2: uh, I was on Radio Row. I did a bunch of uh, uh, appearances on different shows throughout the week, and that's something everybody asked me about, was how are they going to deal with the speed, the explosiveness of Hassan Reddick off the edge. We saw him dominate in the regular season. We saw him dominate throughout the playoffs, completely turn that NFC Championship game on its, mm-hmm. on its head with that hit of Brock Purdy. And he was a complete non-factor in the game. It was also crazy. Uh, most of the shows I went on, they told me after, like, wow. You're the first person we've had that's picked the Chiefs. You're the only person we've had that's picked the Chiefs. It was so overwhelmingly Eagles-focused all week um, out in Arizona, which, uh, again, just gave me more belief um, in Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team because, again, it seems like when everybody's doubting them, that's when they play their best football.
3: Yeah, and they use that as motivation. You could tell post-game, when every one of them to a man came up and said, you guys underestimated us all season. You didn't pick us to win the Super Bowl. We lost Tyreek Hill. And so that's bulletin board material. That is a pride thing for players, right? When you you hear all these critics out there, and while you say, you block out the noise, you know, concentrate on what's going on in, in, inside this building, you also hear that, right? And those guys are aware of it. They know that they're sitting there, and there's a lot of people out there, and a the majority of these people are talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. To talk about their defense. They're talking about their explosive offense. And so you could see that they use that throughout the course of the week leading up and also throughout that game. Now, that was in the back of their mind. They were going out there with something to prove. Absolutely. And let,
2: let's start digging into some of this film now because there's so much good stuff to get into. Let's start with the opening drive, the the touchdown to Kelsey. You'll see it right off the bat here, the use of short most motion. Kelsey there at the bottom of the screen. To create a little bit of confusion create a leverage advantage against this eagle secondary what did you see here matt
3: Right, he, they use this short motion all the time they set up matchups and it worked out exactly to their advantage because when travis kelsey was outside he's matched up on darius slay their number one corner but as he motions inside the safety is forced to rotate down now he the safety is matched up on travis kelsey one-on-one and that's the, the thing that you're looking for when you look at the route pattern it's a progression read you've got the post by NBS, you got Travis Kelsey running the out and up, which he does a great job selling it. And then you've got the drive pattern coming into you with the shallow cross, the end cut. And when you watch it all, all start to unfold here, it, you, you've got man to man across the board. And this, this play in particular, NBS is dead with the post. But then Travis right here does a really good job of winning when he gets contacted, contacted down here, and he gets out front. And then he turns up, and he's got he's got the separation. Patrick Mahomes recognizes it. It's first in the progression because he's able to eliminate MDS and then throw a great ball up over the top. And Travis Kelsey goes and gets it for the first touchdown. It was just great execution all around. And it starts with the play call itself and the design of the play call.
2: Yeah, it, it, it really was perfectly done, perfectly drawn up. And I love just Mahomes, just a flick of the wrist here. And that ball is just trotted in the bucket perfectly. You can't throw it any better than that. And right, right out of the gates. You saw how, how the Chiefs were going to attack. I mean, that first drive was was stunning. How they just ripped right through this Eagles defense, um, and it looked like maybe it's going to be this easy all night. Uh, we talked about it a little bit the, the time of possession factor here. Um, you know, the Chiefs' offense got out of rhythm a little bit in the first half because they just they weren't on the field that much. The Eagles went on these long sustained drives, and as awesome and as and as brilliant a play as as the Nick Fulton fumble recovery was and how you wouldn't give that back or trade that in for anything in the world to get a defensive touchdown like that, it did mean that this offense was off the field for over 10 minutes of game time. So I think that had a little bit to do with why we saw, you know, maybe them out of sync a little bit more than we're used to seeing in the first half. And then once they came out of that locker room at halftime, at halftime, they really turned it off. They got to set the tone with that opening drive.
3: And, uh, and and really just take over the second half of this game. That's exactly what it came down to, is a tale of two halves. And really, once they missed that field goal, the Philadelphia Eagles were able to go down and score again. But that play by Nick Bolton, that was a huge play in the game. But like you said, at the same time, the defense is on the field for a longer period of time. The offense at that, that time wasn't really at full force because they had a three and out in between that as well. So they were off the field for a long period of time and weren't able to really reestablish that rhythm that they had early on in the game in those first two drives.
2: Well, once they did get in that rhythm, as you said, scoring on four straight drives in the second half, let's go to one of the biggest touchdowns in this game. Corndog. I believe this was called, um, according to Andy Reid, speaking Love to it. Peter Kang. What what'd you see here, Matt?
3: Again, it's man-to-man across the board, and this is what the Philadelphia Eagles like to do in the red zone. They like to play man. When they run this motion, as you see Darius Slay right here pointing to the safety, it's called a rock-and-roll motion. He's going to go take responsibility for the free safety. The free safety is going to try to beat Kadarius Toney over because of that jet sweep that the Kansas City Chiefs like to run all the time. So they're taking advantage of a look that they utilized earlier in the game to show a jet sweep motion. But here, you can see Darius Slay, he's starting to over-pursue because he thinks, gosh, we got to be aware of that jet sweep. And then Kadarius Tony, using his speed quickness, puts his foot in the ground, comes out, and he's wide open in the flat. As, as you can see, what those motions do, how they set up plays and they counter – they use that counterpunch off those motions to set up another wide open touchdown. Great coaching, great play design. Really easy throw. Look at the separation; it's incra- Crazy.
2: It really is fantastic play design, and also Kadarius Tony once again his change of direction. We've talked about it so much with it with the ball in his hands, but you saw it there to stick his foot in the ground like that and come back on a night where everybody was slipping all <laughs> right. over the place to be able to stick his foot in the ground and redirect that quickly. Uh, you know, to create that separation and get that wide open is, is special too.
3: And what a lot of people don't understand about that play, as you saw from that view right there, th- this honestly was an RPO, is a run-pass option, right? If you watch the offensive line come off the ball, no Gray's coming back to slash for that defensive end. They're running inside zone right here. But then Patrick Mahomes has that option to throw this ball if he gets the look that they want. So they set it up. He sees that it's man-to-man coverage. He verifies that as the motion starts to come down and Darius Slay starts to run with him. So he aborts the run game and he goes right to his matchup that they're trying to create out there and it works out beautifully. And it was a great drive by Patrick Mahomes recognizing it right now. And I honestly think they might have scored if he gave this as well because they had I it pretty well out
2: there and uh, Creed was able to get to the second level pretty easily. So um, again, just masterclass from, from Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, beautifully designed. Huge touchdown in this game. And then, of course, we're not going to show this play. The the punt return from Kadarius Toney, Um that, that came Thanks up player. to start the ensuing possession was just absolutely massive. And um, it was beautiful to watch again. That was something I was, I was glad to be up where I was because you could see the blocks setting up. As soon as he cut back, I started losing. I'm like, he's gone. He's gone. Because you could see the wall of blockers that was there for the cutback. And, uh, again, uh, Brett Beach making that trade. Uh, we've seen so many clutch moments from Kadarius that it, it, throughout this season since they picked him up. That was obviously, this was one of the biggest ones. That one, I would contend, was even bigger and uh, sets up the next play that we're going to show you, the touchdown to Sky Moore, which, as we've learned throughout the week, this did not go according to plan for the Chiefs. Mahomes admitted on the sideline he's mic'd up that they lined up wrong on this play.
3: Right, it makes me believe that they're absolutely lined up wrong, and he he talked about it a little bit throughout the week, and it's pretty funny because when you look at him early in this clip, he's motioning to the right hand side. So I have to believe that Sky Moore was probably supposed to be on the right hand side here, but then he looks over, he says, "Where where where's my motion?" Oh wait, he's on the opposite side. Okay, keep it. It is the the play clock's probably running down, and so everybody else does exactly what they're supposed to do. But now Sky Moore's on the opposite side, so he motions down. Just happens to be the exact same look that they got before. Actually, a little bit different in terms of how they're doing because this is what we call blitz zero. It's max pressure. So they're bringing bringing seven guys off the line of scrimmage. They're bringing the two linebackers, actually three linebackers at the linebacker level, and they're playing man across the board. So now as he over-pursues, that DB over-pursues, once again, Sky Moore is a walk-in touchdown on the outside based off, once again, set up by the jet sweep motion.
2: Yep, and you see it. Mahomes knew it right away uh, that, it, that it was going to be zero. You see him put those hands off, that's him saying, and it's zero, it's zero,
3: they're coming. And, uh, yeah, the over-prestasy, sorry, go ahead. No, I, you may bring up a great point because when you recognize that, a lot of times they'll tell quarterbacks, hey, it's zero, because what it tells everybody in their mind, hey, I've got to speed my route up because that ball's yeah. got to come out thinking that there's going to be a hot situation created. So he's going to give depth. The other guy I wanted to point out on this play that I thought has done an outstanding job all season, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, watch him come and take on this linebacker blitzing in the a gap right here. As he comes downhill, he's done. he does such a good job of getting up at the line of scrimmage, creating that contact right there and stoning that guy. I mean, he's the, there's not enough that can be said about a guy that will give up his own body, to make a play work, and he takes pride in it, and we've talked about it, but it such a great job by him. It really was, and he he came up with big plays all night long, whether it was lining him up at
2: fullback and running that, that little trap play, really? that point that looked like he was from the 1960s, um, or it was the decision to slide down uh, instead of taking the, the touchdown that the Eagles were given him to, to ensure that Jalen Hurts wouldn't have enough time to do anything with the ball at the end of the game. Uh, he just came through in the clutch as he's done all year long. I mean, he was quietly one of the
3: one of the MVPs of this Chiefs team this year. He really was, and what what he he means so much to this team for this offense and how they utilize him, the production that he had in the past game. I mean, I think he had nine touchdowns receiving this season, and they utilize him in the red zone, but also these plays that we don't talk about, the stepping up on the third down and taking on linebackers and giving yourself up for the betterment of the team. And then also just showing up in different moments in the run game, and he's obviously got tremendous leadership. So it was pretty apropos that on that play in the biggest moment, when it's situational football, you have a veteran guy back there takes the ball. They're trying to let him score, and he knows exactly what to do. He needs to get down and have and basically contain the last possession and not give them an opportunity. Yeah, no, and I'll say it right now: I, this team does not get the number one
2: seed and does not win the Super Bowl without Jarek McKinnon. I think he was genuinely that important to this team because, as you said, it's the veteran stuff that he does. It's it's the football IQ plays that he's able to make back there that in massive
3: moments of this season made the difference between winning and losing games. 100%. I mean, just such a huge asset to this team.
1: You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. A run. It's only for the fans.
2: After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
4: Adidas. Okay. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. You got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hate taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements. And it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee. And it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body. And that's when I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. You get all of that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great, it's great for long-term gut health support as well with just 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out.
1: Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
2: We got this guy more touchdown, and we got to give you one more play. The iconic play of the Super Bowl. I think the, this was this Super Bowl's wasp, um the, the scramble for Patrick Mahomes um, just set up the game-winning field goal. Matt, what did you see here on this play?
3: Yep, once again, they went back to their old bread and butter 13 personnel, three tight ends on the field. They've got one wide right receiver down here with NBS. And so they're going to try to get base on the field, which they do. They bring the Sam in the will. So it's a five-man pressure right here. When you look at the defensive line, it's one-on-one across the board. But when you watch Philadelphia Eagles, they do a tremendous job covering down on the secondary right here. Everybody's covered. And then Patrick Mahomes, you don't think he's maybe has the ability to go and take off in this moment. But in the biggest moment, just like he did against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC championship game, he... He grits his teeth, steps up, finds a running lane, and goes and takes off. And he doesn't just take off and try to get the first down. He goes and goes as far as he possibly can go 26 yards to ultimately seal the deal for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and just the the vision here
2: to step up, to know that there's nobody there to account for him. And also he sets up the defensive tackle here. He gives this little pump, it gets him to step to Mahomes' left just to create that alley for him to be able to take off and explode upfield and get as much as he can get. And it's funny, even still watching this, I still like grit my teeth a little bit at the way he goes down at the end with that ankle, but right. On, right. But yeah, this was just, uh, this is just Mahomes again. And the biggest moments just, you know, finding a way to get it done. And it's, I know it doesn't always go uh, according to plan. It doesn't always go as scripted, but he always finds a way to get it done.
3: Yeah, and the biggest moment of the game, putting the team on your back like he's done time and time again, and we've become accustomed to saying it, but this is the biggest moment in the Super Bowl. They need a big play. Nobody's open, and he sacrifices his body and takes off and goes and scrambles for 26 yards and utilizes his legs. And I'm sure it didn't feel the best, but at the same time, he does it, and that's what legends are made of, man, and that's why ultimately they win this Super Bowl. It really it really was a
2: remarkable performance. It was an all- time to me, it was an all- time great Super Bowl I mean that's as entertaining as it gets and uh and the chiefs come away with with another one. And I think this thing is officially in uh, dynasty territory now. and uh we we also we we have to give a lot of credit to Brett Metz here uh, and what he was able to do. He said it at the at the parade yesterday. He mentioned. That everybody said this was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and he holds up one more and said, "This is what a rebuilding year looks like in Kansas City," which was an unbelievable flex uh, from him. But uh, but he mentioned eleven rookies that had to play significant roles on this team, uh, making the Tyreek trade to recoup some assets to be able to rebuild the core of this team. Um, You know that's that's a move that not a lot of GMs have the balls to make, frankly. Uh, to trade a star player like that with the bigger picture, with the longer-term health of the franchise in mind. And that's exactly what he did by trading away Tyreek Hill, and that's what allowed them to accumulate the debt and make this roster
3: as well-rounded as it was this year, even with so many young players. It was a tremendous job. I mean, his vision, his understanding for his roster, the needs that they had to go out and acquire and get in the draft. And then also saying, look, I'm okay with taking one superstar, like you said, and getting assets, and maybe not that same superstar is going to walk back in the building, but going out and getting MBS, going out again, Juju smith producer making the trade for Kadarius Tony, especially with Nicole Hardman being kind of on the shelf for most of the year. And then the draft picks that they had and the contributions all the way from Pacheco, and then you look at the defensive side of the ball and all those guys that played in, in the rookie year on the defensive side of the ball, I mean... Just a tremendous job, a a tremendous job from an evaluation standpoint, understanding your team needs, and then going and acquiring those guys to put your team in the best position to be successful this year, right now.
2: And I will say, when you look at the bigger picture of all of this, you know, when Mahomes is on his rookie contract, when his cap number was lower, Beach could have taken... The approach we saw from the Rams where like, this is our window when he's not making, like, let's go all in, let's give up all our picks. You know, the FM pick strategy that last week talked about. Um, But he said, you know what, I have enough trust in Mahomes and our ability to evaluate and our ability to find talent that I don't want to do that. Like, I want to make moves that are going to set this, this team up to be successful in the long term and give us a chance to contend every single year, year in, year out get me picks, I will make the right picks with them and continue building this thing and give us a chance every year and it's paid off and that's why we're talking about this thing as a Like is the Chiefs aren't going anywhere this thing
3: Black is going Island. to
2: be this thing is going to be a juggernaut for a really long time because of the way he structured it with the cap the way he structured it with the assets the way he's brought in this influx of young talent now, this is how you you know, if, if you want to build something you know, again if you're the Rams, you don't trade that Super Bowl for anything. You did what you have right. to do. You made the sacrifices. You got that Lombardi. You know, you don't give that up for anything. But if you want to make, you know, a long-lasting dynasty, something that rivals what we saw from the Patriots for those, for those two decades, this is how you do it. And I think the Chiefs are on their way to that.
3: Oh, they're set up for long-term sustained success. There's no doubt about it because even when you look at their free agents, the, the, some of the key free agents, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, you've got Orlando Brown, you've got Thornton in the secondary, but those are components that you look at that, hey, these guys might be back, but they also have cap space where they can go out and get other guys and and just add to the value of this team just like they did this year. So they're not losing such dynamic players that you're going to sit there and go, gosh, this really is a rebuilding year. They're set up at their key positions to have success for a long period of time, especially when you have Patrick Mahomes pulling the trigger for you. Yeah, and and when you look at the the
2: one dynasty that we've seen in this salary cap era of the NFL, it was those Patriots. You were you were a part of some of that, and you saw right. like, the willingness to know when uh, the willingness and the ability to identify when to let certain guys walk away. We saw them move on from Richard Seymour. Everybody thought that was insane at the time when they traded him away. Ty Law, they caught bait with. It goes on and on. All the superstar players, all the Hall of Fame players, that they were willing to say, all right, it's time to move on. We need to think about the overall balance of this roster, and that's why they were able to sustain it as Lina, and I think Beach is doing that here.
3: I 100% agree, because when you look at those Patriot teams, whether it was Willie McGinnis, Mike Vrabel, you said Ty Law, but you can continue to go on from there with Wes Welker and those guys, and then all of a sudden they bring in Julian Edelman, who's a guy that learned from Walker for a few years. But, look, he's on a rookie contract. Nobody really knows him, but he's able to play that position, and that's what they were able to do. And that's exactly how the Chiefs are set up right now is they've got a ton of youth. They've got their core players in place, but they're not afraid to move on from a superstar if need be if they think that it's going to hurt them in the long run. And that's why this team is set up and their leadership that's in place is so positive for, for the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward. And it's also a big
2: credit to Andy Reid and, and what he's mm. been able to do. And, and you look at him throughout the years. Um, we talked about it. His ability, one thing I don't think he gets enough credit for is his ability to evolve, his ability to always be on the cutting edge. And I know you look at him in his Tommy Bahama shirt, and it's not what you picture when you think of somebody on the cutting edge. But that's exactly what Andy Reid has been. And you look at the way he's evolved from his time in Philly to now, And even just within the last calendar year, we talked about it. The first show we ever did together, we talked about that AFC championship loss to the Bengals and how they got away from running the ball in critical moments where they really needed to stick to that run game, where the Bengals were begging them to run the ball, dropping eight, nine guys in coverage, and they got away from it. And what did they do in the Super Bowl, Matt? You talked about it. They leaned on that run game in the second half and it made
3: all the difference in the world. And it's a credit to me. I mean, Andy, he's one of the best coaches, the coach in our game, and the longevity that he's had, the success that he's had, but like you said, it's those subtle adjustments and evaluating yourself as hard as that might be, because it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, right, or to make adjustments in terms of how you approach a certain game or go about it in the second half, which historically, he's probably been a guy that wants to throw the ball, put it in Patrick Mahomes' hands, but... They came out and ran the football. He made the appropriate adjustments. He designed plays that they knew that they could take advantage of tendencies. And that's the mark of a great coach. And that's why you hear every player on that team has the utmost respect for him because they know that they're gonna be put in a position of to have success week in and week out because he plays his players' strengths. He doesn't ask them to do too much. And he knows just from top to bottom what his talent grants him to do on a weekly basis. Yeah, and if you look at it in context with what he's done throughout
2: his career, I mean, Andy's now top five in every single coaching category when it comes to wins, playoff wins, playoff appearances. He's one short of the NFL record for playoff appearances, um, conference titles, Super Bowl, everything. Now he's he's in the top five in every single one of those categories. And if he's able to get another ring or two with this team, which obviously, as we said, they're going to be in the mix to do every single year. Uh we're gonna be talking about him, you know, as potentially the greatest coach of all time if he's able to pull off a couple more of these, especially if you know not that Belichick, you can take anything away from Belichick's legacy with how he's won, but I think, you know, if if he continues to struggle in the post Brady era, it's gonna open up that conversation at least, um, if Andy keeps winning, that hey, maybe Andy is as good of a coach. You know, you you know, it took him getting Mahomes to get those rings, but when you look at the entire body of work, it's right there.
3: Yeah, it's right there. And at the same time, when you look at Coach Belichick, like you said, it, his his record speaks for itself on what he's been able to accomplish. And now Andy Reid's in a position, in a very similar position, I'd say, with one of the greatest quarterbacks at this point in his career of all time. He, I mean, if he ended his career today, he'd be a Hall of Fame guy. But the marriage between those two is, and if they continue to be successful, that conversation will absolutely come up and be very prevalent amongst everybody. Absolutely.
2: And uh, it's going to be fun to watch play out over these next couple of years. Team isn't going anywhere as fun as that was. It's going to be, it's going to be fun for a while in Kansas city. And uh, Matt, this has been such a pleasure to do the show with you all year long, break it down. I hope we get the chance to do it again next year. Run it back, just like the Chiefs are trying to do, just like Chris Jones. Oh, Begging out, everybody, I want to run it back with you next year. Um, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for listening to us, for putting up with us all season long. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making this uh, week in and week out. And uh enjoy the win, celebrate it understand how special this is i know the chiefs have been around it so much now and just don't don't let it become normalized really enjoy this while you have it and enjoy these moments
3: yeah absolutely i want to thank everybody too hamilton you've been absolutely amazing all year long you know and then we got to thank tucker from behind the scenes but what a fun year to go through this entire season to break down some film to talk about the kansas city chiefs and It ended the way maybe a lot of people didn't think so, but maybe we did at at the beginning of the year. So it's just been incredible to watch this team uh, go from where they were at the beginning, the expectation level, and then to go accomplish the ultimate goal, which is to go win the Super Bowl. So much fun. So I had a a blast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in each and every week.
2: And thank you, Matt. You are the the best partner on the show I could possibly ask for. We've had a lot of fun. Um, and you know, as I said, I hope we get the chance to run it back, but thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you around. Hopefully we'll see you next year and do this all again as the chiefs try to run it back. So for Matt Castle, I'm Matt Hamilton. Enjoy the win guys.
1: Peace. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review. If you like what you heard and think others would as well, you can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain, educate, inform KC Sports Network.